Hello, TuneIn listeners and viewers. It is TuneIn time. It's time to talk about all the things mindfulness, ways that it can go off the rails, ways that it can happen every day, even if we're just shopping or going to the bank or doing our taxes because we're moving into tax season in the U.S. And so all of the ways that we can start to be mindful, including planning for, say, tax season or the end of the you know business quarter or just whatever comes up in our day, especially if we are high achievers. And we may think that mindfulness and peak performance or high achieving, like, you know, being that way, that it's only something we apply to our lives if we are, say, top athletes and we're trying to visualize success, right? Or we're doing something that's completely the opposite of that. And we're just zen and relaxed. But mindfulness can happen anywhere, everywhere. If you're a listener of the show, you're already figuring out that that's the belief here. And so today, I have a very impressive, fun guest who's going to talk to us about ways that she is very mindful about her day-to-day life, how she has survived burnout from high corporate achievement and as a peak athlete. Please help me welcome Julia Arndt. Julia, welcome to the show. Hi, Kiki. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have you and to talk about all of the amazing systems that you have developed for people who are in kind of any stage of this. And by the way, I I don't know if anybody can hear this, but there are sirens in the background. (laughs) And if the sirens are coming, then just know those are the alarms saying, listen, you must listen to this. It's important. So if you can hear them, that's what that means. Would have been a good sound effect. Yeah, right? (laughs) Exactly. So we are talking about this burnout. And so Julia, you know, for anybody who isn't familiar with Julia, first of all, you can find her at juliaarntcoaching.com. You can spell it A-R-N-D-T. And uh, Julia is located in Southern California. Is that correct? No, no, I'm in Lake Tahoe, California, oh, right. which is actually in Northern California. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. And that's right. And so, um, yes, we were just talking about how you are in uh, you're in Lake Tahoe. And so um, and you're in this uh, great regional area that has so much, you know, going on and you have been all over the world. And tell us just a little bit, it, just kind of the highlights of your history and how you got into doing what you're doing for people now. Yes, of course. So I always start with, I have an accent because people always listen to me and they wonder where I'm from. I'm originally from Germany. That's where I grew up for the first 22 years of my life. And then I've always had a really big interest in cultures and languages. And I have a cousin in France. So um, I feel like I grew up very early on having to, you know, kind of like speak English or speak French. And um, after my first 22 years in Germany, I actually moved to France and I studied um, my, I did my bachelor degree and my master's degree in France and in French in the south wow. of France. So I lived in France for three years, did an internship in Australia for six months. And then, you know, long story short. Oh, tell us more. And- oh my gosh. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Um, well, I'm like, I could talk, you know, yeah. for, for an hour and a half about France um, because I really love it there. And mm. I'm actually going back for the first time in years and years um, in May this year. I'm very, very Good. excited about it. And uh, But anyway, I, I've always loved kind of these languages and cultures and made it, always wanted to integrate that into my profession. And um, I actually, after my master's degree, I got hired by Google and moved to Dublin, Ireland and lived in Ireland for three years and worked for Google there. And then I actually moved with Google to California and worked for them there for four and a half years at their headquarters in Mountain View in Silicon Valley. And yeah, over the course of that time, (laughs) um, I experienced burnout. Mm. 
and um, that was in the summer of 2018. And there were a lot of different things that happened at the time, and I'm super happy to go more into that if you're curious, but I'm going to keep it high level for now. But um, burned out, I took a medical leave actually for three months and asked myself some really big questions because I had thought about some really big questions before the hand as well. And I think that's actually one of the reasons why people burn out as well, because mm-hmm. they've they try to find fulfillment and sometimes when they don't feel fulfilled they they just kind of get into that hamster wheel and they work 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 um but it, because the fulfillment is lagging it mm-hmm. actually creates more negative stress than positive stress and we can talk about that as well <laughs> and anyway and um, so i yeah i went on this medical leave asked myself some more big questions and made the really big decision to start my own business which was in uh, january of 2019 so i left the company have been um, running this business now successfully for four years. I've trained over 8,000 people in the tech world at companies such as Google, Meta, Microsoft, and other Fortune 500 companies on how to manage stress, avoid burnout, and integrate productivity systems in order to stay the high achievers they are from a more sustainable perspective. Oh my gosh, I love so much about that. I mean, when you when you describe to us, Julia, like this adventure, right, of like living in so many different amazing countries and working for these high level places that are so innovative, and we always hear about like, oh, wouldn't it be great to, you know, the stereotype work at Google where you play, you know, ping pong all day, right? And it's just so not the actual case, right? And so, you know, this idea, it just seems like this fantasy life, and then to take a three month medical leave. That is serious business right there, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you not just, it's like, oh, I got burned out. Okay, we say that and then we move on, you know. Um, I've heard a little bit of your story before and so I know, um, you know, that you... It, you know, starting in another position, you recognize the pattern coming up again, and you recognize that it was internal. So tell us as much as you want to tell us about that piece of this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I always say burnout or like finding a happier or having a happier job starts with you. Mm. I think very often we make organizations responsible for our well-being and for burnout. And I definitely did that too, right? I was pointing the finger at external circumstances i was already commuting between the bay area silicon valley to lake tahoe for three years before i made the decision to move here full time but that was part of my burnout for sure at the beginning i really loved commuting it's about four to five hours depending on traffic in the bay area and depending on at what time you leave um, one way and I did that for three years every four days I oh drove by myself um, from the Bay Area to Lake Tahoe and then three days later I drove back to the Bay Area so I had kind of like this at the beginning perfect life right mm-hmm. everybody was looking at me and they were like you have the ma- most amazing job right you work for Google you have great a great company you work for great salary great benefits you have a weekend house in Lake Tahoe so why do you burn out um, or why mm-hmm. why do you complain in a way as well right mm-hmm. And so my dream at some point um, in that in those three years became that I wanted to live more full time here because I really love the lifestyle. Um, if people are familiar with Lake Tahoe, we live in the mountains. There's a really big, blue, beautiful lake, <laughs> crystal clear lake. Um, and it's just um, aligned a lot more with my values and with the things that I needed, especially obviously because the other four days of the week I was surrounded by, you know, just like emergency after emergency, you know, running um, from work to home and taking care, you know, trying to take care, of course, of myself. And there, there was no family or no kids mm-hmm. um, involved at the time. And um, 
yeah anyway so i was coming to the conclusion after changing my job and role already internally once that my burnout didn't really have something to do with the company and with the circumstances with the team or with my role or with the responsibilities that i held but more with how it was looking inside me and also all of the different habits and routines and patterns that i had learned over the course of my life right as i already mentioned you know i lived in a couple of different countries i have i have a bachelor degree i have a master's degree i was always an a-level student and that's who I was. I I was a high achiever. I I I was basically kind of collecting, collecting the A's, collecting the amazing internships, yes. collecting kind of the languages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, collecting the experiences, and that's that's obviously how I identify myself as well, and and who I am proud to be. Mm-hmm. And then when I started at Google, at first it was really interesting because I came from a world of always kind of being the best, right? The best at what I did, the A grade level student and the top intern and things like that to being one of many. And a lot of people have those Mm -hmm. problems when they start at companies like Google because um, they are all of a sudden surrounded by the best of the best. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I started at Google in 2011, a really good now friend of mine um, that I've known for many years, she spoke five or six languages and she was five years younger than me. And I was just like <laughs> totally feeling the, not the imposter as such, but mm. totally feeling like, wow, you know, there's all of a sudden you were surrounded by all of these top notch people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that kind of created this unhealthy cycle, not because of the company, but because of all of these people that they had handpicked to come together that were already competitive in nature mm-hmm. and high achiever in nature to to all of a sudden put them in all of these different roles and positions to obviously you know at the beginning i was in a sales role to like meet the sales targets and meet the numbers right it was just in, in our brains totally normal right to like hit those targets and overachieve these targets because that's what we were that's who we were that's who we were um, developed to be Mm -hmm. and so it was a really interesting journey and I definitely have this awareness now I there were some I feel like indicators and insights that I had over that period of time as well and I think it's always it always seems so simple when I talk about it or when I recall now my my own story but in the moment it's much more difficult to kind of um, obviously identify that but again long longer story um to kind of wrap it up and shorten it up um yeah i was i was that person i was that person that always strived to have everything to have the amazing job and also trying to find that work-life balance and i realized that it was my own habits and routines that had gotten me to that burnout and i was very aware of it and i didn't leave the company because i wanted to escape burnout i was actually very mindful and aware that even though I am leaving the company, it doesn't just mean I am getting out of the burnout, but I actually have to build my own tools and new habits and routines to not get there again. And um, yeah, and here I am four years later, I have now obviously lots of tools and routines in place um, that support me, but I, I still, you know, have conversations with my partner sometimes. And he says, why are you in back to back meetings today? (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess this is just, you know, who I am. Well, I, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, it's, it's, it's very, it's very powerful because I'm obviously very aware of what I'm doing and I'm making these choices more, um, consciously and yet I'm obviously also still not perfect and will never be perfect and I will always be the high achiever and I will always try to get as much work done as possible and mm -hmm. get myself involved as as many projects as possible because I love it and that's who I am and that's what I really you know that's that's kind of my intrinsic motivation um, but at the same time I also know now that you can have both you can have the really ambitious life the amazing career and the successful life and you can also have the calm and the mindfulness and all of the other things that obviously make life so worth living yes and you have not only developed these tools but then you have them for other people you're using them yourself but before we even jump into that i really want to just point out how you said you know i am this high achiever and you have I think a lot of people, when they get to the burnout, right, like you said, it could be either like we leave, we think it's the external circumstances, we take the pattern with us somewhere, right? Or we go, okay, you know what, I'm going to just flip and be the opposite. And I'm going to go to the other end of the spectrum. And I'm going to say, now I'm a yoga teacher, you know, and now I don't, you know, whatever. I mean, and, and uh, nothing against yoga teaching, right, by the way. But I also would say, if I were to go and become a yoga teacher, I would be the one who was volunteering for all the extra hours and like sticking around <laughs> and like, you know, giving everybody yeah. like, you know, the, the sense of like the client can come to me. And so, um, but what I, what I want to say is that you have not said it was the identity of being a great achiever and a peak performer. That was the problem, right? I am that. That does appeal to me. And now I'm going to take it, you know, into this next level of like having a podcast and coaching people in these great programs that I have, right? And like, and offering this planner, which we're going to get into this great planner system that Julia has. Um, and so you're like, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be mindful of the pattern. I'm not trying to change who I am or say that some part of me is broken. This part of me is outwardly successful and it can come with some bad Baggage. And so I just really like that you, again, are very mindful about saying, what's the piece that is negative and what's the piece that is positive and how do I not be perfect, but try to like live in this messy middle ground and identify and notice my pattern, pay attention to when my partner is saying that and not just be like, that's just who I am and I'm not going to change it, right? right. <laughs> You're like, okay, that's who I am. This is why I'm doing it. And then do I love it or is it, how is, how, what do you do? when you when that happens when you have that conversation do you check in and say what's my energy or is it impacting me negatively totally mm -hmm. no that's a really good question i was just thinking about that as you were kind of re-saying that as well because i think it's always a choice and changing the perspective of like something being imposed on us versus us making a conscious decision on how we are living our own life i think that makes obviously a huge difference right and one of the first really big insights that I had when I left Google and started my own business was that I was constantly in back-to-back -back meetings as, a, as an entrepreneur. And I remember this like after six or eight weeks of just running from one meeting to another and just, you know, as a kind of backup story as well, I was a project and program manager at Google. So that's what my calendar was always looking like. It was always <laughs> full. It was always back-to-back. -back. Um, and I never really had a lot of time for work during the day. Mm -hmm. That was my habit. So right. when I started my own business, that's how my calendar looked. <laughs> right. And it required some mindful observation and check in with myself to say, 
does it actually have to be this way? Right. Right. And today I actually, and I've, I've integrated that super, super early in my business also because I'm so active on social media and I record a lot of podcasts and videos myself that I have usually two days per week where I don't take any meetings. So I Good actually have a calendar link, right? A Calendly and uh, people can only book uh, time mm -hmm. with me on Mondays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. And, um, and that made a huge difference in my life to have mm -hmm. like these blocks. And then of course, now I still have, when I do have meeting days, I do have maybe back to back meetings. I do have an hour lunch break on my calendar fixed blocked. But things like, right, I'm making conscious decisions mm -hmm. and choices of what am I okay with and what what do I get out of that at the same time, right? Because now I know, well, even though I might be in back-to-back -back meetings on Mondays and Wednesdays, I have Tuesdays and Fridays to just be myself and work mm. on the things that I want to work on. I love that. I have so many follow-up questions in just one Great. second. First, I have to say to our <laughs> listeners, you're listening to Tune In on um, WVLP 103.1 FM, streaming live around the world from WVLP.org from the Vale of Paradise, beautiful Valparaiso, Indiana. Today's show is underwritten in part by Kiki Productions, Inc. Communications Coaching, <clears throat> teaching exercises to help you cycle out of fight or flight in the moment. With a mission to create individual harmony to add peace to the world, Kiki Productions Inc.'s philosophy is, when you are confident, focused, and authentic with your message, you are a magnet to those you wish to attract. Learn how you can speak your truth with love at coachkiki.com. And you can also subscribe to the new newsletter at buildbetterhumans.substack.com. We are speaking, again, this is Tune In Radio for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. I am your host, Keila Parkinson, and we are speaking with Coach and productivity genius, peak performance method, uh, manager, teacher, guru, Julia Arndt. And we are talking about this burnout that Julia experienced from this amazing life that so many of us, um, especially if you're a listener in the Midwest, right? We're just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I don't get to go to Europe on a regular basis. I don't get to, you know, live by the bay. I don't get to do these things. We're very landlocked here in the Chicago area. And so you know, that these might be things that sound like amazing things if we haven't done them ourselves. And the reality is life is life and life is hard. And Julia is here to tell you that what looks like an amazing life from the outside can be unfulfilling sometimes, right? And can have this sense of like just a stop and a, and a boundary and a barrier. And so, um, I, you know, I, there's one thing I want to go back to if you're comfortable at some point, and that's going to be that that medical leave moment, right? Because that was really a crisis. But, but I really, right now, I really want to get into what you were leading us into with this idea of how you, fast forwarding from there, have been able to, as a great achiever, get in front of this problem, right? And tackle it from a way that is integrated. And so you have these tools like the planner system and you have, you've said that in your calendar, you have two days where no one can book with you, right? And you do the things that are quote fun and that you love to do. And so A, what are those things? And B, um, you know, how do you, does it change? Do you have times where you're like, you know what, today I do feel like seeing clients or today I'm going to take an extra day off. Like what, how much, flexibility do you give yourself julia and why yes flexibility is so important mm. and of course i give myself flexibility and because that's also what i always say to my clients right they they like maybe look they watch one of my videos for example and they're like and they see like the five or six or seven different blocks of calendar um entries that i teach them to do and they're like yeah but my white life just doesn't work that way and mm. i'm like 
good <laughs> because it um, it would be boring if everybody's lives would be this <laughs> way. So it's really important that you look at what works and resonates for you. For me, it's super important to be flexible and life is life, as you were just saying, right? And life changes and every month and every every month or every two months, it's a little bit different. So I'm just going to go off of the, the beginning of this year, right? 2023. So I actually signed up for two courses and that's how we met as well. Mm -hmm. um, in February and March, I signed up for, for my own personal and professional development. And I signed up for two courses that both involved three to five hours of homework and meetings. <laughs> and um, and so, of course, I need to work with that, right? It's mm -hmm. something different than what I usually have on my calendar. And so I need to create that space. And I actually had a moment in February when I just started that new process of having these two two classes per week where I felt totally overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I was and I had to mm -hmm. sit back down and and reconsider, OK, how am I going to schedule my time? now and I, I always say to people calendar management is totally a lifestyle and it's mm -hmm. something that you will do for the rest of your life and hopefully you somewhat enjoy it and if you don't enjoy it just know that it is a necessary tool in order to really help you to create spaces for the things that you love and also mm. create space for the things that you kind of have to mm -hmm. do right so flexibility is always important and then obviously that's like the bigger picture of like you know you know that these courses are coming i made the conscious decision that i want mm -hmm. to invest that time in these courses but then you also need the flexibility of of smaller things that are happening on a daily and weekly and monthly basis right sometimes you might not feel like from a, a physical or mental perspective, the best way possible. And you need more space. We we actually had over 680 inches of snow this year in Tahoe. Um, so I can relate a little bit more to the gray mm -hmm. um, weather in the Midwest as well, because usually in California, we do have a lot of sunshine and it was a very gray winter for mm -hmm. us. And it, that totally has an effect on how we are feeling. And it totally has an effect on my motivation. And it totally has an effect on my health sometimes as well, right? Because maybe I wasn't able to work out as much outside as I'm usually used to. So all of these things, right? Every time there's like these little micro shifts, you have to shift as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so flexibility is super important. And it, it changes and I that's why I look at my calendar daily and weekly and monthly I'm a big planner um I I, I do love that and it comes very natural to me and that's why I love to teach it as well well let's talk about the peak performance planner then I know you have if, yeah. if people are catching this on video then you can actually see Julia's going to hold it up for us she's going yep. to show us one of the the beautiful covers so pretty so nice the design is beautiful it's simple nice. I am a graphite so I was saying I just love a planner I can hold and touch and feel and write in I just I'm a bibliophile too I just want to write everything and read it all the time and so um to, what you know I'm guessing some of that is what appeals to you when working with a paper planner system but tell us a little bit more about the features and why you you love to develop something like this and use it every day. Yes, I love to talk about this. So <laughs> the planner actually didn't start with the intention to teach people how to manage their time. I actually started the planner because I got really into journaling when I burned out. So mm. in the first three months when I was on that medical leave, I was like, okay, I'm having this time for myself. This was super difficult to make this decision to take this time for myself. So I want to use it mindfully. 
And so I started a morning routine because people I had heard I had kind of started to get into personal development at that stage. And I had heard coaches and people and these gurus talk about a morning routine. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, um, how can I be more intentional about my morning routine? What are the factors that are actually making me feel anxious or making me feel stressed right when I get out of bed? And there were four things um, that I decided to test out um, which was number one um, practice gratitude and just mm. write down three things that i feel grateful for number two drink a glass of warm lemon water and number three actually the most important one was to not be on my phone for the first hour in the morning mm -hmm. and then the fourth one was to make my bed which i'm still doing actually today it's not made and i'm going a little bit crazy in my brain in my brain that's <laughs> funny i love it when my bed is made it looks like it's um, made by the way it's behind her and it looks like it looks like your bed is made this is the guest bedroom not oh, okay the got it i understand yes, it okay <laughs> but no okay so yeah because you rolled your eyes a little bit and i was like what's happening there and, and so it's driving you crazy because you know you didn't make it tell us why you wanted to add that fourth piece on to make your bed and what it does for you Mm, it makes me feel accomplished right mm. when I get out of bed and I'm a you know I think people already can tell by just listening to me I'm a very structured person and also a person that thrives from accomplishments and making my bed just makes me feel accomplished like mm. it's a small thing that I can do that kind of immediately brings this like internal satisfaction to me and I also work from home obviously and I need to have my space be clean it mm -hmm. helps me I feel like a decluttered space helps my brain to be kind of fresh and mm -hmm. clear for anything that I need to focus on. And focused. I love that, right? It's very focused oriented. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, if you're like me, you like to like check off the list. And it's like, I did something already. I'm not even out of my pajamas, right? <laughs> so yeah, fun. no, totally. But that's kind of how, how it all started. So I started that um, gratitude practice because I also realized that I just had a lot of negative thoughts. I would get wake up in the morning and feel super anxious and feel really stressed about all of the things that I need to take care of. And removing the social media piece and also and practicing gratitude was kind of the perfect combination i am obviously from germany my family my like a lot of my friends are still in europe and mm -hmm. in the german time zone so when i wake up in the morning yes i do have a lot of notifications on my phone mm -hmm. from my family and from my friends and then i obviously worked at a global company so there were people in different time zones that had responded to emails overnight so there was always something mm -hmm. going on and I just made this kind of experiment with myself to see, hey, if I just respond to all of these messages an hour later, nobody actually cares because everybody lives in a global time zone mm -hmm. and understands that, you know, you just respond to it whenever you wake up and nobody knows when you are actually waking right. up and taking the time. So that made a huge, huge difference to my mental health and well-being, to my anxiety levels. And then the gratitude piece was really to help my brain rewire from more of that like negative critical thinking, which obviously was very strong um, during the time of burnout, um, because there were a lot of open questions that I didn't really necessarily have an answer to at the time, to just really practicing what are actually, because we are so privileged, right? And mm -hmm. there are so many good things in our lives to really uh, celebrate these things more mm -hmm. and to be more aware of it. And it's so powerful because... Mm -hmm. I've been doing this now for four and a half years, right? I started my gratitude practice in September of 2018. I still, and and now it's not even more so that I'm sitting down and doing it, but it's been so ingrained now in my habit that every time something negative is happening or a challenge is coming up, my brain immediately switches to, 
this is a great opportunity to do this mm -hmm. or maybe it's happening because mm -hmm. of that so my brain is, has really shifted and it's so cool kind of to see that and that was a very oh, I love it answer <laughs> it, was, it was great big... yes journaling <laughs> go ahead <laughs> journaling is a really big part of my life um, it has brought me and took me through a lot of difficult times mm. in my life as well um, when I just needed to let go of the thoughts that were on my mind um, because as you can maybe you connect as well or as you can, as maybe it resonates with you as well as a high achiever you're also very critical about yourself and about what you do and um and that's totally me so so that was the first part and then i actually created when i started my company i started a program um it was an eight-week program in the first year and now it's a 10-week program since 2020 it's called the peak performance method program and um i created a stress log in that program so people had to write down how are their stress levels that day what are mm. they grateful for what are the most prevalent thoughts on their mind and what did they do today in order to take care of themselves those were like the five questions and the feedback from participants that started doing that was really powerful because many of them said to me I don't really have a journaling practice I don't really like you know, they're just like, they hear journaling and they're just kind of appalled and they're like, I don't really want to do this. Um, and I was, you know, really just encouraging them to just do it for four weeks and see mm. how it would shift, um, how, what they, what they would observe or what, what kind of awareness, um, and they would build and, um, the answers and the insights were really powerful. And people came back to me after four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks. And they said, wow, that was actually the, one of the most powerful parts of the program because it, Mm. challenged me to really think about my own life and take these micro moments in a day mm. to reflect how am I actually feeling mm -hmm. have I actually done something for myself what I what do I actually have on my mind right so these little insights builds that self-awareness and obviously only if we have self-awareness can we start to take action so that was really powerful and then kind of going back to me just loving systems and loving productivity I had you know, I had the strong desire to build a planner um, and journal where people actually do both. Um, so the peak performance planner is actually structured in, in, in templated pages. So you basically have um, a daily template, a weekly template and a monthly template. And the monthly template has a, a planning template and then also a reflection template. And that's, a, you know, you can start a planner at any point in time in the year. Um, it's a six months planner but it doesn't have any dates on it so you can start it at any point in time and it ha and it gives you those little journaling prompts and these little mm. questions in order to really start reflecting and over the course of time again right businesses develop and my ideas and my insights de develop and so over time the second big insight that i had from working with so many different people was people were really struggling with their time management they mm -hmm. were really struggling with their calendar management and that's why they were starting to burn out because they didn't have the time for well-being it's so easy to say just do 30 minutes of yoga or just do mindfulness <laughs> right. or do meditation but mm -hmm. then if you don't have the time to do it which is the actual big problem um you'll never do it and i always say um, well-being is 99% a time management issue. It's because mm. you're not having, you don't feel, you probably have the time, but you don't feel like you have the time to take that time for yourself. I'm writing that down. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And so, 
then I basically realized, okay, people need to learn more how to actually prioritize their time and plan their time. And that kind of became part of the peak performance planner as well. And so today it's basically a tool to not only prioritize your tasks on a daily basis, but also like I always say, it's really a planner to prevent and overcome burnout and create these new habits and tools. So it's like kind of multiple things. It's a prioritization tool. It's a self-awareness tool. It's a burn burnout prevention tool. Mm -hmm. And it's also a tool to practice gratitude because that's obviously one of the questions that's in there. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> because it made such a big difference in my own life. Yes, a burnout prevention tool. I mean, like that's just so empowering right there. And then I, I do see that connection with like when we're practicing gratitude when we're not taking the things that we do have for granted, we're being intentional with like, our why and why we're choosing to spend our time and we're choosing to it is a burnout prevention tool tell our listeners and our viewers where they can find this tool yeah you can get the peak performance planner on amazon so it's super super simple go just go on amazon put in peak performance planner it's um, on the prime membership so you can get free shipping if you um, have the prime membership and yeah it comes actually in two colors so for the people that see the video potentially this one is the turquoise one with gold and you can't really see it because i have a lot of light in my yeah. room today <laughs> um and i have a white one as well the white one is really nice and pretty too and it's like this really soft leatherette um, bound mm-hmm. um outside and then it has basically you see here kind of the pages they're like in different colors um to kind of find like the daily monthly and Mm -hmm. weekly planning easily as well very pretty yeah it's a it's a wonderful tool and i really love it and you can see those visuals if you will put those in the show notes too when we do our podcast of this too and so yes and also if you're listening you go to our fan page facebook.com slash tune in mindful radio you can find links and things there too as we promote this and connect with julia some more listeners you are listening to tune in radio for your mind body and soul i am your host keila parkinson and we are streaming live around the world at wvlp 103.1 fm and wvlp.org our show is underwritten in part today by universal love clothing Universal Love Clothing creates beautifully designed positive affirmations and pairs them with the coziest eco-friendly fabrics in the world to bring you clothing that you feel good in. Find your perfect fit at universalloveclothing.com. We are so happy to be talking with our own globe trekker, <laughs> coach extraordinaire, and um, somebody who has really achieved so much in her life and still suffered burnout and then didn't let it stop her permanently, right? And so, um, you know, you have dialed into that three months of being on the medical leave and, um, and you know, and I just would like to, if you can, for people who are like, I think I might be suffering from burnout, but I don't know for sure, right? Is this really something bad enough or am I just being lazy and procrastinating and whatever, right? So yes. can what kind of differences that from your experience can you help listeners do to tease that out and be more mindful of if they mm-hmm. feel like they might be on that brink? Mm-hmm. Great questions. So I always say when I burned out, when I really was in that burnout stage, I didn't feel like myself anymore. Mm-hmm. Um that was actually my biggest indicator that I had to go to the doctor because from a mental health perspective, mental health is not just, you know, it's so much more, it's not like a broken bone, right? It's, it's, a, it's a lot more it's invisible. Yes. So it's mm-hmm. much more difficult to diagnose. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea, like nobody had ever taught me what burnout was. Nobody mm-hmm. had ever t- told me what the signs of burnout are. So I had, I just didn't know what was going on. I just felt like, you know, I was constantly getting in fight with my partner at the time. 
I felt super unhappy, even though in the grand scheme of things, I knew that I had a really great life, right? And there were a lot of things that were great about it, but I just felt super depleted. I felt very anxious, which um, until the point that I went to the doctor and I told him how I was feeling and I had to do um, a questionnaire as well, which I'll talk about in a second. I had even, I didn't even know that I had anxiety mm-hmm. um, and it was really powerful for me even just to put a word on mm-hmm. something that I had experienced um, for so many months and years. And burnout is something that doesn't happen overnight. I think it happened because as I kind of told you about my own journey, it's it's just kind of is a little you push your boundaries a little more and you push them a little more and you push them a little more and you don't you know the 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 way of how I was living was absolutely normal to me. It was mm-hmm. normal for me to work I don't know, 13, 14, 15 hours a day. It mm-hmm. was normal for me to work during the weekend. It was normal for me to feel the way I was feeling. Um, and so unfortunately, burnout oftentimes is undiscovered until you kind of have a panic attack or an anxiety mm-hmm. attack or um I, you know, and I talk about this very openly. And then um I, you know, for me, it was like not really, not, not truly suicidal thoughts, but... Um, toward the toward the end before I went to the doctor and made kind of that clean cut of I'm gonna take this medical leave my thoughts were around kind of going back to the Bay Area and commuting and I was I, I would be in my house here in Lake Tahoe and I would think I wish I would have a, a car accident or I wish uh-huh. the roads were closed for me to not have to, to have to do this again right like yes those kind of thoughts started to be more prevalent and were really scary for me because yes. I had never you know thought that way and I was like why would I think this mm-hmm, like why would mm-hmm. I rather have my life be risked or my my mm-hmm. physical health be impacted just to be here right so those were all indicators and again mm-hmm. sometimes we we don't think about our thinking. It's called metacognition, mm-hmm. but only when you start to create that observe, like kind of that observing mind, right? Which is what we do when we do mindfulness and mm-hmm. meditation. Then you can start to think about your own thinking. Is this actually normal <laughs> right? that I'm thinking this way? Right. Right. And so those were like those little micro signals for me right like the not feeling like myself getting constantly in fights with my partner feeling very high anxiety having these kind of self-harming thoughts and then also taking everything super personally i remember i would get emails from managers or from peers that i was working with and everything just seemed you know i was just constantly angry and constantly like what does this person now want from me right and yes it just felt all too much and when you look at the symptoms and signs of burnout there are actually four okay. um, physical physical health emotional health performance right so you have decreased performance you you can have physical symptoms that are caused by burnout obviously the emotional symptoms and then the fourth one is the cynicism or like oh. you know kind mm-hmm. of like starting to create like distance to your job because you just can't kind of take it anymore. And when I went to the doctor in 2018, burnout was not yet recognized by the World Mm. Health Organization. It was actually only in May of 2019 that the World Health Organization said that burnout has such an impact on our brain and actually decreases and shrinks our prefrontal cortex and increases our amygdala, which is our right. fear center, which is yes. that explains why we're so reactive to to these emotional or to, to these um, external, usually non seemingly scary things in a more in a more emotional mm-hmm. way. Um, that yeah, you know that that kind of explains it. But 
So I went to the doctor and they actually gave me two health questionnaires. One was on depression and one was on anxiety. And that was my first kind of big aha moment because mm. I crossed, it was like in the last two weeks, how often have you felt these symptoms? And I crossed, you know, I like checked the box for, I think 95% of the signs were like every single day. And when I like uh-huh. re- reflected on that and I like just did that exercise of checking these boxes, I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I had not, no idea. That's kind of what I was saying earlier about kind of that normal piece of yes. You think you're normal because that's your normal life because burnout is not something that's kind of a shocking change, right? It's more of like your lifestyle. And um, and so when I got faced with these questions, all of a sudden I was like, whoa, okay, that's kind of scary. And I obviously had a conversation with the doctor, which is why we decided I'm going on a three months medical leave. And nowadays there are actually burnout health questionnaires that you can take in order to kind of get a similar um experience as I had in 2018 and I do have a burnout questionnaire on my website as well so if you're listening and you're curious and you think well I wonder how I would score mm, usually if you feel like you're burnt out you probably are mm, <laughs> that's my good experience wisdom. but um, I think no matter if you're burnt out no matter if you're listening right now and you can identify with some of the signs that I mentioned or you can't I think it's always really important to learn about burnout and to even prevent and be more proactive in what kind of skills and habits do I actually need to build if I want to be super successful in my career, right? I work with high achievers every single day and I do have clients that come to me and they are coming proactively and they say, I want to move into the next level. I know it's not going to be, it's not going to get less stressful from here. So what... Mm tools and habits do I actually need to build in order to be able to manage that extra workload workload that's coming yes. my way. That's so smart. What a what a very smart thing to do. And you know that someone who's thinking like that is someone who is a planner, right? And then someone also who has that self-awareness, right? And having that piece or has paid attention to like life around them and seeing, oh burnout is a thing, right? And maybe I've experienced that. I do love, Julia, that you have this burnout questionnaire. And we were talking at the, um, before we started recording and I was saying, you know, you ha- and this offering that you have, this really great offering um, that's free for people to just kind of, you go to the website, um, if you go to juliearntcoaching.com or is it Peak Performance? Is that another website um, address that you have too? Or- it's my store. So the, yes, um, the, the store too. The productive wellbeing kit is basically on the yes. store. So it's store. Okay, great. Uh, but I'm sure you're gonna. Yes, the productive well being kit, right? And it has what, what I would look at as like sort of the three steps to like getting in front of burnout or being able to manage your life knowing that either you don't want to have it or you're trying to manage, you know, whatever is creating the potential for it um, or, you know, that you're recovering from it even. Honestly, I feel like you could use any of these in any of that way because she has these three offerings there and the first one is that evaluation and I would see that as, you know, the first step is like you need to assess what's going on with yourself. You okay. need to say, where am I? Here I am on the map. This is the X of you are here and then I want to identify my goals of what I want to get to and that coaching map out analogy you know that we all use and um and then practicing self-care is the first steps to like here and practicing the baby steps and so you have some self-care um 
options there for people, helping to create like what that self-care, the well-being, as you call it, looks like. I love that too. Self-care sometimes feels like just another action to have to do. And well-being is like a state we're trying to achieve. So I love that distinction that you've made there too. And then you also give uh, tools for people to be able to prioritize, such as with the planner. Um, the planner is a, is a separate tool, but in the well-being kit, tell us exactly what these offerings are in that free well-being kit that anyone can find. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a PDF and it basically takes you step by step through these first three steps and I say it takes about 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, you can spare these 30 minutes and, and just kind of get that process started, right? Do the burnout evaluation, see where you're at, and then you actually get assigned an avatar. So based on the scoring, you know if you're kind of the green avatar, the orange mm-hmm. or the red avatar. Um, and then no matter, I really always say, and then it gives you obviously based on the avatar that you have, I give you a little bit of um, some further resources that you can start looking at, some different videos that I've recorded for the YouTube channel, and that kind of give you more insights and more education around maybe the first things that you should be looking at, depending on your type. And then with self-care, it's always really interesting because oftentimes we talk about it, but we don't really know what do I do or like, you know, I do this exercise all the time in the corporate workshops that I facilitate and people always come and I always ask them the question, what do you like to do in order to recharge your batteries and energy? (laughs) And, um, and people always come up with, with kind of longer term things, right? Like a spa day Mm -hmm. or I like to go, um, rowing you know they give me really specific examples and i say to them this is great but what do you do in the moment mm-hmm. when you're feeling super stressed mm-hmm. right what are you what do you do mm, when you have so a back-to-back good. meeting day which we all do at some point right usually or we just cram ourselves full without it being on our calendar and so this is the first exercise then in that productive well-being kit is more about really intentionally brainstorming ideas of things that you can do short-term and long-term for self-care and also what you like to do that's a really important nuance as well because oftentimes we know it would be good to do yoga or it would be good to do meditation but do you actually enjoy doing that and if you don't don't try to force yourself to do it because that is not good self-care right Um, you should pick something that you are actually that actually makes you really happy and i've heard the most interesting things over the last four years working with so many people because some people for them, you know, self-care is to read the newspaper in the morning mm. or for some of them is to make a tea and look out of the window. You know, it can be the smallest, littlest things. But And what I oftentimes hear as well from clients is, is that they say, oh, I actually do some of these things, but I wasn't actually really aware that mm-hmm. it was self-care. And again, just bringing that different lens to it and having more of that mindfulness. That's why I love that you're talking about mindfulness because it's so important in everything that we do. Just having the mindfulness of, hey, that's actually Mm self-care can make you feel very different. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had that experience a lot and that feedback a lot from clients. And then the third step is actually prioritization. So I help people in a step-by-step way to start thinking more about their day on how, how, I, how do I want to feel at the end of the day and what are the things that I need to get accomplished. So I'm taking them through an exercise to reflect on that and then hopefully integrate that in their day-to-day. 
Listeners, you're listening to Tune In on WVLP 103.1 FM. We are speaking with Julia Arndt, who has a coaching program. She has great freebies. She has an amazing planner system you can find on Amazon. And she is the developer of the Peak Performance Method. And we're going to talk more about the method in our bottom half of the show here, our bottom quarter of the show, which is where we are right now. But I just want to thank you again for taking your personal experience and bringing this to other people and, and having that realization, that mindfulness to say, I'm not alone in this experience, right? Um, If the World Health Organization is identifying this as a major thing that's happening to other people when it just happened to me the year before, right? Then, Then clearly it's happened to me for a reason and I'm going to like use it for good. I'm going to like find some gift in this. And and I think that, you know, you were being very mindful and journaling and um, paying attention is just such a great thing. So I just want to stop for a second and say, thank you so much for the service that you're giving to all of us. Yeah. Um, So tell us about the, the peak performance method. And you said that it's got, it's got nine modules or components and, um, and it has this idea of how we can take this well being and make it a state on a regular basis, no matter what's going on without blaming the outside right it gives us more insight into that yeah yeah i want to start it with a little bit of a story too so when i started my uh, my company in 2019 at first my idea was to bring stress management techniques obviously to burned out high achievers that's kind of how i call them and identify them And my initial goal was to help people understand that they don't just have to do meditation or yoga in order to kind of get to the same state of relaxation. Because I, I, even though I am very big into yoga and meditation myself, and I really love yoga, and I have 400 hours of yoga teacher training Mm. certification, I, uh, um, yeah, I I just thought it's so interesting because as soon as you hear stress management, it's it's connected with that idea of doing yoga and meditation. Mm -hmm. And I was always thinking to myself, yeah, but what if people don't like that? Right. What what if what will they do? You know, and so it was really important for me to kind of create that awareness and that education around. There are so many different stress management tools out there, and what is stress actually doing to your body and mind? Because again, because I work with high achievers, they like to have their brain be stimulated when they learn these kind of things. So that was my initial idea and and thought, right? And that was in 2019. At the time when I first started this company, it was actually called Blue Mountain Mindfulness. Mm. <laughs> and then over the first year, as I was running uh, my first eight-week program with people, I was starting to go into corporate workshops and, you know, corporate um, trainings. And I also saw, obviously started doing one-on-one coaching with clients. I started to see a theme or multiple themes, right? And that theme was, as I already mentioned earlier, kind of that time management and calendar management piece. So I was always wondering why are not people, why are people not doing more self-care? Why are they not creating that space on a daily basis to move their body, to eat healthy, to do something mindful, to relax their their system, right? And the answer was time management. Mm. And so because of all of these different insights and experiences over the first year, I sat back down, I kind of went back to the drawing board and was thinking to myself, okay, what are actually the tools that people need in order to sustain performance over time? Because Mm -hmm. that was kind of the theme that I was really curious about kind of cracking, right? Cracking the code of how can we actually help high achievers stay high achievers? Because as you said earlier as well, right, I'm not saying to people or we don't want to say to people, you need to change who you are and you need to do all of these different things so you feel better, but you need to stay who you are and 
start to implement these tools at the same time and create more awareness around it so you can sustain that performance because it was really interesting when I burned out in the summer of 2018 I had been at Google for seven years and around that time I actually had multiple friends and also kind of as I came out with my story yeah. which I didn't at first obviously because I felt really guilty about mm. it and feel, felt really lonely in kind of my own journey and you know, I, I felt like people were looking at my life and they were like, what is she complaining about? Mm. She she has like the best of both worlds, right? So I felt really lonely in that. But then I kind of found the courage to talk about my story. And, you know, I had multiple friends that reached out to me and said, I actually had a panic attack or, mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, you know, this is, I'm not the only one that was mm -hmm. kind of that big um, first time um, experience. So anyway, I went back to the drawing board and I came up with nine different components that I believe are absolutely necessary to not necessarily to master, but to be aware about in order to sustain your performance over time. And it's actually distinguished in three different dimensions. So there's kind of the self-care dimension or the root dimension, I call it, because before you can grow a healthy tree, you need to have yes <laughs> have, i love it <laughs> um you need to have healthy roots and so in the root dimension we talk about your values mm. your self-care and your routines and i talk a lot about the neuroscience and a lot about statistics of what where stress comes from and what levels of stress are healthy what stress levels of stress are unhealthy why do we actually get into burnout mm. and then the second dimension is the work dimension and in the work dimension, I teach people how to manage their time, how to manage their calendar, how to set boundaries. Oh, I love it. that goes hand in hand. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask about boundaries. I'm so glad time. you said it. Yes. Right? You, <laughs> need to say, you need to learn how to say no and yes. obviously how to communicate those boundaries. Yes. That's the, that's the second dimension. And then the third dimension, I call it the personal development dimension. That's the, the dimension rise. And in that dimension, I talk about resilience mindset and emotional intelligence and it's actually really powerful because when you start to learn about these tools you see how they are all really interconnected with each other when i teach sometimes my trainings and i talk about time management i had people in the past that said to me but i don't manage my calendar i don't manage my time like people just just throw time on my calendar oh, and I can't right. manage it you know <laughs> right and I and I say to them well if that is your belief then that's the problem so we need to kind of look at the belief system we need mm -hmm. to look at the mindset in mm -hmm. order to break through those more limiting beliefs that we hold in order to actually successfully and proactively manage our time so those are really interesting things and that's why people need to learn all of these different components. Mm -hmm. I can't just say you need to do your time management like that, right? right? Sometimes we need to go deeper and ask, why do you not believe that you can do this, right? And that usually stems from some, some kind of belief system um, that happened to you in the past, right? I could have said as well, well, my calendar is just always fully booked, right? But now I made the conscious decision that two days per week, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be in meetings. I want to work on the things. Um, that are also important to me and that I usually don't have time for when I am in meetings all day long. And so, yeah, so things like that are um, super important and that's why I combined them together into this model called the Peak Performance Method. And I'm really proud to say as well that we were able to do research on this, 
on this program because I was able to partner with BrainTab, which is a brain-based, performance-based performance app. So it's very I similar it. to meditation. Okay. And what we basically integrated into the Peak Performance Method program, obviously besides the active tools that you learn in the coaching sessions, is this that you are receiving a BrainTab recording every single week in, within the program on the specific topic that we educated you about and then we're doing neuro um, brain programming so we're actually helping you to integrate those learnings more on a subconscious level through mm -hmm. that brain tap recording oh i've never heard of this and i'm very intrigued you're gonna have to tell me so much more later <laughs> I know, and people, people always are it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal and super super interesting and um and so I actually got a researcher um, assigned to this project, which is Great. wonderful because we've been working together um, since 2020. And, um, and we were able to show that when people integrated the peak performance method into their day to day and they actively worked on it for 10 weeks because it's a 10 week program, it's a pre-course for one week and then nine weeks of one week per each module. They were able, and now I need to look at the numbers because I don't have them on the mm. top of my head. Um, we were able to prove that stress levels decreased by up to 45%, depression reduced by up to 71%, oh, the sleep found. quality improved by up to 48%, and the up to is, is because we actually run a, um, what do you say, how do you say it, we ran a test group, right, a control group and a yes. test group, so the control group basically just did the program without the brain tab experiences and then the other one ran it with the brain tab okay. and that's why we have kind of basically the the range of from two and then we're also able to prove that performance increased by 26 percent and the mindset improved by 41 percent so we had significant improvements across mm -hmm. the board because people invested time in their in themselves and they started to build these habits and um yeah, and so the brain tap, the neuro programming of your brain is super important for me as well because people have a lot of trouble sleeping usually as well when they are feeling burnt out because they have so many negative thoughts on their mind and they're ruminating and they're overthinking right. things. They might be able to fall asleep, but then they wake up in the middle of the night. That's also a very good symptom of burnout. Yes. And, and yeah, so we were able to kind of really, from that neuro programming perspective, decrease their stress response, decrease that constant firing of fight and flight and bring them more into a relaxation state. And so, yeah, so we, you know, that was just a test in 2020, in 2020 and it worked so well um, that people were like, we all want it. I bet. <laughs> can we, can we have access? Um, so I do um, now have integrated that. And when people participate in the program, they actually also participate in the research study because we we want to get to a statistical significant test result. And it's just really interesting. It's also really interesting and obviously motivating to, for people to you know, to see the difference between, from the before and after. 
Oh, that's so amazing. I love this all so much. I can't believe how much I love all of this stuff. I can't believe you're still absolutely a peak performer because these things are just so great. They're so, I just love it. It's such a great package. It's so well done. And I love also that you had the brainstorm on a run. Is that what you said? Like getting this idea. Like I love that too. That's so great. Um, and that's also an act of well-being and self-care, right? Being able to say that and know that, that it does enhance your performance. This is an example of that, right? If you, when you were doing something for yourself that wasn't quote productive, Right. I mean, I guess it's healthcare, but still, it's just like something that we do not just to stay healthy, but also because sometimes that's such a de-stressor, right? And and you and yeah. you got this great download on there. So I just think that's a great example of you just sort of like living everything that you're talking about. And <laughs> Julia, Art, thank you so much for all the conversation, all the amazing resources, and we will see you later, meditators.